2: to the cricket podcast.
0: I think it was a disgraceful performance, and I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good.
3: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the cricket podcast, where we will be previewing the 2021 IPL. We'll be releasing a show a day from the 31st of March through to the 8th of April, previewing each team. And then, if we're lucky and we sort out the technology, a live stream Q&A the day before the tournament kicks off. I'm Jack Hope, and today I'm joined by Ross Legg. Hello. I'm joined by Matt Brown. Hello. And I'm joined by Dan Weston. Hello. (laughs) And we will be starting with... The Rajasthan Royals. But before we do Ross, a few quick messages for our listeners.
0: Yep, if you're watching us on YouTube you should like and subscribe and click the little bell button. Uh, If you want to follow us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, follow us at The Cricket Pod. And if you're listening on uh, podcast platforms, follow us and subscribe and leave us a review. Uh, Great then. So the Rajasthan Royals, they are a team from the north of India.
3: Um, a little bit on Rajasthan before we get into the cricket, yes, because yes, because please. we need some context setting here, don't we? Um, did you know that the world's oldest ever ploughed field can be found in the state of Rajasthan, which gives it which gives it a claim to being the geographic site of the world's first human civilization? Uh, that that is pretty awesome, boys. That is pretty awesome. Um, if you don't, you know if that doesn't tickle your fancy though, and maybe you're into into you know martial tradition, armies and stuff, uh, you can also find 45 forts across the state, or more than 45 forts, six of which are UNESCO
0: heritage sites. Um, thrilling! I'm I'm excited already <laughs> by this. That this is what you get with the cricket podcast. Sometimes you're going to get cricket. Sometimes we're going to talk about forts. Who knows?
3: Uh, yeah, let's get on to the cricket. Uh, the Rajasthan Royals themselves, uh, well, they're a bit rubbish. Um, they they were the last place team last year, although although the, the tournament was was fairly tight. So they weren't the worst team we've ever seen in the IPL, uh, just the worst team we saw in 2020. Uh, they are captained this year by Sanju Sampson after getting rid of Steve Smith. They wear a kind of hot pink, blue fade. Uh, I think they call it a sunrise pattern uh, as their kit. Uh, and we don't know who their coach is. Um, they fired their coach three days after the auction. Uh, a, a great move, um, <laughs> a hallmark of many fantastic sporting uh, organizations. At the auction, though, they were pretty big movers. I said already that they they got rid of Steve Smith. Uh, in came Chris Morris, the biggest buy at the 2020 auction. Immediately following that, Ross. We thought that the Rajasthan Royals were going to be in better shape this year. Has anything changed that?
0: Um, I think a certain um, absence of Jofra Archer, who... Um cut his hand on a fish tank, or cleaning his fish tank, <laughs> um, is, the, is the story as it goes. Um, his absence has been ruled out for the whole of the IPL, and he he, he carried that Rajasthan Royals team. Like You can talk about Josh Butler, you can talk about Ben Stokes, you can talk about uh, Tewatia, but ultimately, Jofra Archer was the only reason that they didn't seemingly get battered every single game. Um, him being out is a, is a major loss.
1: He's been ruled out for the first half. We're still waiting to hear whether or not he might be allowed
3: to Played the last half, but
1: I, I would suggest there's no point at, by then.
3: <laughs> oh, no, quite possibly. I, I think most of the rumours are uh, that he won't be about a combination of that elbow injury and uh, the operation that he's going to have to have on his finger because he smashed a fish tank, um, <laughs> <laughs> ruling him out. Um, which you know possibly leaves Rajasthan where the, uh, back in the position that they were in. Uh, prior to this season a team with just one bowler um dan you're a cricket analyst uh, is is there anyone is there anyone in this rajasthan team beyond chris morris who could you know step up and possibly save the day for them
2: i think it's really difficult um Mustafa maybe as like if you go back to the 2016 2017 version of Mustafa the artist formerly known as um the uh he could do that but it's a big ask. He's not the same type of player. And I think also Archer's, it's not just your bowling, you're replacing. He's just, he's massively improved as a lower order hitter. And I think that that's extremely useful to have, especially for a team like Rajasthan, who had really awful stability with the bat losses and frequently lost three wickets passing in the power play. Having that extra depth is, is really critical and and they've lost that as well. So there's far from ideal. They don't really have a, a like for like replacement really. Um, Morris, is he's, he's a hitter, pace hitter at the death, but he's more of a death bowler. Archer um, can you know, be more of a 2-2 two, two bowler or one-one-two bowler kind of thing, that's what I call it, in terms of phases. Um, they're not quite the same, and they had the worst economy and 30 balls per wicket, roughly, in the power play last year, and Morris and they've lost Archer and gained Morris, so it's probably not ideal in that respect. Yeah.
3: Um- yeah, no, I think they, uh, they're they probably downgraded. Although, you know, on paper, and you, you'll probably hear this once or twice, probably from English commentators on, on the IPL. Um, if you look at some of their headline players, so I'm thinking here, Butler, Stokes, Morris, Sandhu Sampson, you know, even Rahul Tawacha, um, they don't, they don't necessarily look awful, do they, Max? No, um, they do have... What I, what I think
1: seem to have uh, have gleaned from their team is they've got lots of sort of like okay all-rounders. You've got, um, you yeah, know, you mentioned Tuatia. Uh, they've also got uh, Shreesh Gopal and uh, they brought in Shuam Dube as well. So there's like a, a, a sort of middle order there of like people who aren't too bad. But I think it's just a sort of a case of you need, particularly with... Uh, your homegrown players. You need a couple of real stars in there to to be able to to take you that extra level. And I think aside from Samson, they're really uh, sort of struggling in that regard compared to a lot of the other teams in the IPL. Yeah, um,
3: a pretty good summary. They're sort of one of those teams that you look at on paper uh, and you think, yeah, they're pretty good, but then you realise later that you only looked at the top four names on the paper, uh, <laughs> and, and the bottom seven names are, are nobodies. And then suddenly you're in the twentieth over, and it's like. Unad cat bowling to Kyron Pollard, (laughs) (laughs) and 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 like Pollard becomes the first batter in world history to hit a ball through the sound barrier. Um, (laughs) I I guess Chris Morris as well. He's he is a good bowler and sort of Dan, as you said, you know one of the better death bowlers you can find in world cricket. Uh, But over the last few years, he's missed five, five, ten, and five matches. Um, from the IPL, you know, which isn't isn't fantastic for for like
0: the guy that your whole team now has to rely on, uh, is it Ross? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not uh, not not great. And I, the, the supporting cast, as you say, just isn't there to back them up. But they do have a couple of youngsters, right, who potentially could um, well, maybe fit some of the gap. So, uh, is it Tiagi, one of the one of the pace bowlers that they've got? I mean, he didn't have a great IPL twenty, but actually rarely youngsters do. Um, so maybe the second time around, a bit more experience, a bit more of a, a leading role in that attack. And may, maybe we'll see a little bit more from him. Uh, yeah. I mean, if,
3: if, if, if you're lucky and I, I guess Ross, that segues really nicely onto, onto the youngsters, Cause not in addition to sort of the, um, the big players, we do want to talk about some of the youngsters and there are a lot at, uh, at Rajasthan, eight of their 25 players are aged 23 or younger. Um, however I think if you scratch the surface a little bit here um, they, they might not be as rich in this area as that particular stat will suggest Dan you know as an analyst um, of those players in that under 23 bracket are there any any cricketers we should be particularly excited by do you think
2: not overwhelmingly um, I like Tiagi, like Ross said in terms of the future upside but whether he can actually produce that in the coming tournament immediately at this stage, 20 years old is, is another matter entirely. And I think this is kind of goes back to the the problems with franchise league team building compared to say County cricket, because with County cricket, you know, it's probably a pretty good strategy to, to bring young players in and let them develop and then integrate them into the team as and when you feel necessary. But with a 14 game, franchise season, which what a probably will only play 14 games. Um, <laughs> there's there's um, a slight issue with that, especially when you've got a me- mega auction next year and you can only retain a few players. So having that emphasis on youth in franchise cricket is probably a little bit overrated. And I think you, there's probably the right balance to find somewhere between Rajasthan and CSK, <laughs> arguably, you'd say. <laughs> uh, and the other thing I'd say about Rajasthan's squad is it, it looks really unbalanced to me in terms of the money that they spent on overseas players compared to the money they spend on locals. So I just added them up quickly, roughly in my head, about 45 crore on overseas players, which is over half their budget on overseas players when they can only play four at one time. And all of these young players for Rajasthan, they're all cheap. St Samson is the only player who goes for who's gone for over three crore auction in their group. So it goes to sort of tells you the story that they've they're a team of overseas highly paid superstars, uh, and then they've got not got a lot in their terms of their yeah you know, their local talent depth basically.
3: Yeah, um, there's a couple of players that might be worth watching out for, but as the point you make, Dan, uh, about picking youngsters for sort of to develop them for no reason to then put them back in the auction pool later yeah. and, and not benefit from that uh, does stand uh, obviously there's J- Jaiswal who was the captain of the under-19s World Cup team in fact he might not have been the captain but he was the top run scorer in the under-19s World Cup uh, about 18 months ago uh, Ryan Parag, uh he managed to play 12 games last year and scored an almighty 86 runs in total Uh <laughs> And uh, Kartik Tayagi, uh, as Ross said, he played 10 matches and uh, you know, came return figures or uh, returns an economy rate of 9.6 and over. Um, probably one of them will get better, so um, keep an eye out. But it's it is a bit of a thin squad, uh, as you say, Dan, it's it's there's a lot resting on some players who just haven't shown. Uh, to this point in time, that they are capable of delivering in in probably the biggest or or, or highest quality uh, annual cricket tournament in the world. Um, there are three English players: Max, Livingstone, Butler, and Stokes. Um, for a lot of England fans, Rajasthan are kind of the the team they follow because of because there's uh, a few English players knocking around. Uh, will you be excited to see them in action at least?
1: always exciting to see Josh Butler in action in T20s he's uh he's a phenomenal player especially when he's uh, when he's opening the batting so he uh, he will be great to watch <coughs> obviously archer not being there is uh, always a disappointment because he equally um, with the ball is just as exciting, and um, and Ben Stokes, there's a lot of uh, a lot of murmuring, isn't there, at the moment about at least uh, from us. I don't know about everyone else about um, how good Stokes actually is at T20 cricket. Um, so he will be, especially given that he's one of their their big stars and the the thinness of the squad, as we've mentioned. Um, all eyes on Ben Stokes to see if he can sort of uh, step up and maybe drag uh, Rajasthan Royals up the table a little bit. Um, Liam Livingstone's an interesting one because I think obviously he's well he's not gonna not gonna play because uh, we're suffering here from Rajasthan and their uh, imbalanced um, set of overseas players. But I was wondering whether there might be a sort of outside option with with Archer out of bringing in a, sort of one of the one of the younger bowlers and just throwing them in as a punt and maybe chucking in Liam Livingstone or or even David Miller as uh, bolstering the, the the batting order a bit. Yeah, you know, you've got um, there's Akesh Singh, who was part of the Indian World Cup team, the under 19s, and uh, Chetan Sakarya, who they've spent uh, a reasonable amount of money on for a, for an unproven
0: player. Well, I think Max um, Livingston definitely is going to benefit from uh, Dan Weston's famous recency bias. Um, like <laughs> him, him him doing okay in the ODIs will put his stock up, right? And it, 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 I think it, it makes him a contender to come into that side. I think.
2: Well, on that, right on that subject, I would I would have def- I like him a lot. And I would have him above Miller. And oh, there we are. Yeah. With the, with the bowling option, he's just a better six-hitter. He's more of an aggressive player. So, yeah, he, he showed that in the ODIs as well when he finally got the opportunity to play for England.
3: <laughs> um, you know who would be really good to to maybe talk to about uh, that fact uh, and who probably would have some input into, into picking the team? The coach. Uh, and they don't have one, so... <laughs> <laughs> who knows, <laughs> who knows who's going to be making those, those decisions uh, come match day. Um, they have actually managed to win the tournament once uh, a lot of negativity so far, but uh, back in 2008 under Shane Warne, the greatest cricketer and the greatest cricketing mind, whoever lived uh, they did take home the tournament. Uh, I think the inaugural edition of the IPL. So well done for that uh, 13 years ago. Um, One of the teams, they are also one of the teams who got caught up in the famous spot fixing scandal. Um, Couple of their players banned for life for that, uh, and they decided not to pick up the third three cent uh, at this year's auction, which is a, which is a great shame. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> their chances—they could have done with him as well. They probably could have, yeah. Um, at least, at least they could have made some money out of this whole endeavour if they had if they had a guy like three <laughs> <laughs> and his connections. <laughs> <laughs> um, their chances for this season eight or nine to one, which shows you how crap the odds you get from bookmakers are, because uh, there are actually only eight teams in the tournament, and even though uh, Rajasthan are, are one of the, the two uh, outsiders, they're still only eight to one. Uh, I mean, to be honest, fellas, I think Jofra Archer being out um, gives them kind of the exact same problem as last year, in that they'll only have one top-level bowling option in Chris Morris, and he might not even be there all the time. Uh, you've, you've all talked about how their local players or their Indian players aren't very good, um, and I think they were well made points. Um, I do, however, think that they'll they'll feel sad that their well made plans at, at, at the auction, because I think Chris Morris, you know, Chris Morris and J- Joffrey Archer solved some of the problems that they had as a, as a duo, and and that's been completely undermined by a fish tank. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> they are going to be sad about that. It doesn't sound um, any less ridiculous every time you say it. No, it's, it's good. I, hopefully, we'll, we'll have time to get it in once or twice more. Dan, you kind of talked about the balance in this side and how there's not too much stability in the top six. Um, I, can, I can almost feel the fingers twitching from some commenters, comment, commenters who, uh, who will be talking about their top four, uh, which will probably include Butler, Stokes and Sanju Sampson. What do you mean about instability? Because that doesn't sound like an awful top
2: four. Yeah, okay. So I talk about it from a balls per dismissal basis. So overall in the competition, Rajasthan averaged around 18 balls per dismissal in the comp last year, which is the second worst in the entire tournament. Um, and they had the lowest stability in the power play around 17 balls per dismissal. So if you compare that to, to CSK, for example, they had 24 balls per dismissal in the power play and uh Punjab had where is it they they had 23 balls per dismissal for the entire tournament so Rajasthan just have lower figures for balls per dismissal that leads to pressure down the order it means that they need to have more depth because they're frequently seven or eight down before the death and and or or three four down in the power play And, and that means that they've got to rebuild in the middle they can't take chances and it's just it's just a poor position to be in on a regular basis so if you I don't mind having mediocre stability as long as you've got the depth and the lower order hitters. If you if you back to 10 with hitters, if you have like, I don't know, not that you can play the IPL, but like Hassan Ali, Rashid Khan and like Archer at like 8, 9 and 10. And there's no drama at all. You could just hit and hit and hit and hit. But if you have like Shreyas Gopal who can bat but he can't hit and Tiagi and Anadkat or whatever as, as 8, 9 and 10 you've got more problems. So hmm. it's, it's all about the balance and having those trade-offs. And I, and we'll talk about, in an, in another of the previous. we'll talk about KKR and that implication as well. And I think that when you're building a squad, you have to take all these factors into consideration. If you've got a team of hitters, you've got to have the extra depth. If you have a pinch hitter, you've got to have an extra depth. And there's knock-on effects and to, to everything. And, and I don't think that, that Rajasthan necessarily have worked that one out as well as they could do so far. That's uh, very well my point. Uh, Max, I'm going to throw this question over to you
3: um, because you're the brains behind the outfit. Um, <laughs> it is the IPL and and crazy things do happen. So can you use your mega mind to explain to us how Rajasthan could maybe sneak into fifth place or or, or even third place?
1: Uh, yeah, what would happen <laughs> is um, Josh Butler wouldn't get out on the entire tournament. And um, where and and then and your uh, sort of balls per dismissal thing solved, is not it? Because if Butler's just batting for twenty overs, the the runs are there, and um and then you can uh, rely on Chris Morris at the death to make sure that whatever team they're facing can't quite get over the line when they inevitably take all the other bowlers to the cleaners. It, it, it's going to take basically what I'm saying, um, without being glib, is like um, their star players are going to have to step up and perform for 80, 90 percent of the games. And if that happened, it you know it's not impossible but that's obviously uh, a very very unlikely uh, occurrence
0: i think it could be a good thing for england so i think um joss butler and ben stokes opening up in that kind of or ben stokes at least at number three stokes is probably going to have to bowl as an opening bowler potentially in those th- or at least some of those phases and he was pretty bad for england in the t20s so hopefully this is an opportunity to uh, see a bit of improvement yeah, yeah you but-
1: don't necessarily see much of him as an opener do you so maybe maybe there's a niche for him to carve out
3: uh I th- I think there's one other possible route to victory um for the Rajasthan Royals. Um uh, no that's that's the route to cash we've already discovered that oh, we'll discussed <laughs> that and, and remember they didn't pick up 3 cents so they they're in to the underworld world is is isn't there. <laughs> um Shreyas uh didn't have a great season last year um but has had okay seasons in the past. So if he reverts back to not bad Shreya Gopal that's <laughs> That's the spin problem solved. Rahul Tewacha, um has shown some signs that he's quite a dynamic cricketer. So maybe if he has another good year, uh, they'll be all right. But then, yeah, Max, it does still all come back to that, that reality that Stokes, Butler and Morris probably have to do quite a lot between them. Um, last question on them, and then we'll wrap up this section. Uh, is how would you go about beating them, Dan? You know, in a couple of sentences, what what's important to focus on when you play the Rajasthan Royals?
2: I think just maintaining that power play attacking attacking uh, dynamic against them, put, putting them under pressure early is is really quite critical. It, it depends how they structure up because I think I've been pretty strong on the fact that that. Butler and Stokes are probably their best two openers. I would bat Stokes right up the order. Um, But then where do you put... Where do you bat Jaiswal? And then where who do you have in the middle order, which makes, makes life difficult? Obviously, you've got Samson as well. But it's... And there's that problem that unbalanced lineup, Dube, Parag, five, six maybe, doesn't really inspire me either. So I think if you if you make inroads early, so you use your best bowlers early, take 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 early wickets against them, put them under pressure. If you can get them three down after six, seven overs, then you're exposing that middle order. You then you get Morris in quicker as well. And he's not he's a uh, poor striker of spin compared to pace so you, what they would re- would really ideally do is to ho- hold back him and Toatia to be like 15th, 16th over onwards hitters both of them have a quite similar dynamic in that respect. And uh, if you can expose them earlier, then it creates a lot of problems for, for Rajasthan. So to taking those wickets early is, is critical. And I think that they're going to probably be a team with low confidence after last year as well. They're a, quite a young team as well. So starting quickly, getting on top of them just generally with bat and ball is is, is pretty critical, in my opinion.
3: Uh, we've got a couple of Twitter questions to um, actually finish off on there. Um, Ross, can you explain how Rajasthan Royals have managed to beat Mumbai Indians in recent years, given that they're probably the worst team against the best team? Uh,
0: every dog has its day, right? That, that, that's, just, that's just the, the crux <laughs> of it, I think. So sometimes, like they've still got some great players, right? <laughs> having having a Josh Butler, having a Ben Stokes, that you've seen those guys go off and have a a, a day out, as, as the Aussies say. Um, and when they've had someone like Jofra Archer in there as well, it, it makes it's a it's a different kind of game. T um, Twenty as well, like regardless of like, Mumbai Indians are probably the best franchise in world cricket at the moment. Um, and there is a, is a big thing around the luck factor that's in play. Like there's so many, it's such a small margin for error in all of this kind of elite level cricket that anything can happen. And Max, one for you
3: um, from Vinay, how much of a miss is Joffre Archer going to be for the Rajasthan Royals on a scale of one to 10?
1: Well, I'll, I'll, um, I'll do it on a different scale of basically, I think it takes them from potentially being able to challenge for the playoffs to, not having a chance of getting
3: into the playoffs. Yeah, that is a better scale for this conversation. Um, so well, well, done Max there. Um, why should you support the Rajasthan Royals? We'll finish, finish, finish on that. Uh, one, if you like criminals, uh, they, it's a good, good spot fix, fixing scandal. They were, they were, they were, um, caught up in, uh, two, if you want to support England, um, you probably want to go with the Royals. Uh, if you like Shane Warne and if you're a real man and therefore wear pink, um, Let's wrap this up, and we will move on to the Chennai Super Kings.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.
3: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky
1: just about anywhere.
3: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to – has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time.
0: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry.